Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I got triggered. Let's talk about it. Welcome to the What's Eating You podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie, and I'm a psychologist, published author, and public speaker here to educate and validate. Enjoy the show. I was umming and ahhing about doing this podcast episode, but part of what I preach is to just honor your feelings, and I want to be very transparent and clear with what I experience as well. So I thought, why not share it? So if you're new here, welcome. My name is Stephanie. I'm a psychologist here to break it down. And I am coming to you from Bali. So if you hear any background noise, any construction work, anything other than my voice, I do apologize, but I'm doing the best with what I've got. So progress over perfection. If you're new, this is the What's Eating You podcast. I bring out an episode three times a week. This one is a little bit late, so I do apologize for the delay. There is a lot going on at the moment. I'm currently educating with the Women's Fitness Academy, so it's been a very busy time. Right, let's get into what triggered me, and I'm also going to speak about ADHD medication because I received a lot of questions on this, so I'm going to speak about it. Now, I usually don't get triggered by social media comments. I don't get many negative comments. They're all very positive. Usually the comments I get are from people who don't follow me. They take one sentence out of a video, they form a conclusion, and they'll write something like, you're not even a real psychologist, or this is dangerous, you shouldn't be saying this, or you're wrong, cannabis, this and that. So everyone has their opinion, and that's fine. And usually I just ignore it because it's not worth it for me. As a quote-unquote professional in the industry, I do need to uphold the professional practice. And even though some comments do really annoy you or you just want to write back and say, rah, you can't, you have to be professional. However, I did write back to this comment today because sometimes just sitting back and letting the comments come in and just letting them fester, it's challenging to do at times, especially when I'm a little bit tired. So I'm feeling a little bit tired today. I had a really great day and I'm so grateful. I spent such a beautiful day 
with one of the other instructors at the retreat. We did such a great training session. I feel very lucky she helped me with my technique. We had a wonderful brunch, but I think I'm just feeling a bit tired. And when you're tired, you're more likely to get triggered and you're more likely to act in ways that you probably could talk yourself out of acting. So this is your reminder. If you're feeling triggered, ask yourself, am I vulnerable in other ways right now? Am I tired? Have I not eaten? Am I stressed? Because all those factors are going to make it more likely for you to react. So it's super important that you are aware of it. Now, the comment is the same theme. And I did a whole podcast episode on this. And it's when you say ADHD developed or you use the word developed and ADHD in the same sentence because everyone's like, you're born with it. But what they understand is, yeah, born, when you're born, you're born with a brain and that brain needs to develop at some point. And yes, there are certain things, certain traumas, certain prenatal, postnatal things that can make you more susceptible to having certain genes expressed, right? It's the nature nurture debacle. So this is why we say, yes, genetics are one part of it. But with other mental health conditions such as bipolar, etc., it can influence the way genes are expressed. And I'm not a geneticist. I'm not an expert in that area. But you're not just born with it without things making you vulnerable to it, such as family history, such as genetics, such as environmental influences, which can make your access to getting help a lot more challenging. That is where the comment comes from. And it's always from someone who doesn't follow me. They're not an expert in the industry. And they just say a blanket statement like, misinformation is so dangerous. And I decided to probe a little bit and I'm like, I'm sorry, what information is there in this video? And I will then say, I can't remember what I said, but then she said, lol, coming from a psychologist and not a psychiatrist who specializes in the area, no thanks, something like that. And I just thought, oh, you're just having a dig at my credibility. And I don't even think I'm the most expertise area. I'm certainly not. I'm not, we're not even allowed to say we are experts. So I'm not sure if people know this, but even as a psychologist with eight years experience, a clinical registrar that's about to come through, board approved supervisor, all that stuff. It doesn't matter. You're not allowed to say you specialize in something. You're not allowed to say you're an expert in something. There's a lot of rules around it. So yeah, I think what, and then I dig deep. I'm like, why does this trigger me? Why does it upset me? I think it's annoying because A, you don't know what you're talking about. You're making a comment based off a video. You don't know me. You don't know who I am. You don't follow me. So if you saw everything and read everything in context, you wouldn't be making that comment. And what we know is if people are hurt, they try to hurt other people. But to make a comment like that where everyone else can see it and the lovely thing about TikTok is I have so many people who come in and who comment on it or say something to support me, which is so amazing and lovely. But it's usually just people who have no context that comment or they're coming from a really hateful, spiteful place. And yeah, they just enjoy putting other people down. So I wrote back and I said, hey, I'd love to have a chat to you about this, about what you think my video is spreading misinformation about. If you want to jump on the podcast, let me know and we can talk about it because I'm genuinely curious. I'm genuinely curious why you would come and attack someone who is making free public content, free information, free resources to help people. I don't need to do that. I don't have to do it. I do it because I genuinely enjoy it and I'm passionate about it. But why come after me? Why comment that? 
Why don't you make a tick? Her profile was on private. She just looked like a, an average girl. Why don't you make videos? Why don't you talk about ADHD? If you think I'm spreading misinformation, why don't you spread the right information? So that's what annoys me. It's that content creators, it's an amazing opportunity and we're so lucky to be in a world where we can do this now. But it does. It takes time. It takes energy. It takes preparation. And in Australia, we don't get paid. We don't get paid for views. We don't get a creative fund. That's it. You don't make any money off TikTok unless, of course, you are selling a service or a program, which uh, people will come through. So as you know, I have food freedom. We've got an online clinic that does ADHD assessments. But it's not like my videos are magically making money on their own. So the fact that people would come after you for doing something that you are trying to genuinely do to help people, it's just a bit like, oh, that's not very nice. That's not very nice. So anyways, that was my little rant of the day. So I just decided I had a part of my brain saying, Steph, you need to stop commenting like this is not professional. This is not where you want it to go. I've had people in the past report me and it's just not worth it. I just deleted it. I blocked and deleted letting it go, don't care, you don't align, why would I give one person airtime when so many, 99% of people, the majority, you listening to this, the reason I do this, you are amazing. But yes, I just want to share that I'm not perfect. I have my little moments. I do want to get on my keyboard and be like, rah, da 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 But it's okay. <laughs> I'm letting it go, let it go. But now I feel I can't divert topics because it's so off track. But Let's talk about ADHD medication because I have been asked a lot about it and no, I'm not a psychiatrist. However, let me tell you my experience with ADHD medication. I've been a psychologist for over eight years. I have worked in the area of ADHD. I studied psychopharmacological units when I was doing my master's. And then again, when I did my clinical master's, yes, I have another master's in clinical psychology. We did another pharmacology unit. I've had to study for the national psychology exam, which asks you about medication and psychopharmacology. And I have had to learn about it because many of the people I work with are on medication. So I think I do know a bit about the topic. No, I'm not an expert on it. And I wouldn't even claim to be an expert. So what you are about to hear comes from trusted sources. Just a reminder, this is not medication advice. Always speak to a psychiatrist or whoever's managing your medication. So let's talk about what is ADHD medication, the different types, what you can expect and whether it might be suitable for you. ADHD medication, it is designed to treat the symptoms of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. So it manages the symptoms. We know ADHD is a neurodevelopmental condition that affects your concentration, it affects your focus, it affects your ability to follow instructions and complete tasks and initiate, get started on tasks. It's typically diagnosed in childhood. However, for many people, it gets missed and then they're diagnosed later as adults. There's three types of ADHD. We have the hyperactive impulsive subtype, we've got the inattentive subtype, and then we have the combination, which is both inattentive, hyperactive, and impulsive. Now, symptoms of ADHD, they don't just go away. They will continue into adulthood. And some people say, oh, you grow out of it. You don't grow out of it. You learn to manage it 
a little bit better, but many people live their life not getting diagnosed. So particularly in adults, they may have trouble following directions, remembering information, concentrating, organizing tasks, and symptoms may look different for adults than they do for children. So just a reminder, if you didn't think, oh, I was a hyperactive child, it doesn't mean that you don't have it. Now, ADHD medication. I love using the analogy of wearing eyeglasses to help with an eyesight problem. We wear glasses to help our eyes focus. In the same way, ADHD medication helps people with ADHD focus their thoughts. The medication helps people ignore distraction, pay attention and control the behavior. It actually stimulates the frontal lobe, which means it quietens it down and allows you to concentrate on one thing, which can have a domino effect. It can make you less anxious, which can help you in many other ways. Now, depending on where you're listening to this, whether you're in the UK, the USA, Australia, these medications may vary because in some countries, some are not there. There have been Adderall is very USA based, but in Australia, a lot of people are on Vyvanse or Ritalin. So take this medication with a grain of salt. So what does it actually do and how does it work? ADHD medications work in different ways depending on the type of medication you are on. The most common type of medication are stimulants and all the medications, regardless whether they're stimulants or non-stimulants, they work by increasing important neurotransmitters. They increase your level of access to these chemicals in your brain known as dopamine and norepinephrine. Now, increasing these neurotransmitters, it helps to increase your attention span. It reduces hyperactivity. It can help control impulsive behavior, such as impulsive binge eating or spending and the other areas of executive functioning, such as concentration, organizing, and planning. Now, your dopamine is your feel-good neurotransmitter. It's that reward, sensation-seeking, whereas your norepinephrine is the thing that helps you get started on tasks. It helps you initiate. It helps you get things done. Now, remember, if you first try ADHD medication, have an open mind because it may not be the right dose and it may not be the right one for you. So if you're going through an assessment phase or a diagnosis phase and you're going on a medication journey, just keep in mind that it is a journey and it may take time to figure out when you take it in the day. How much do you take? Do you need long acting? Do you need uh, short acting? So just keep in mind that it is a Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Journey. Let's go through the different types. 
So ADHD medications include stimulants and non-stimulants. Now, many people ask me, what about SSRIs? What about antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication? Yes, they can be prescribed as well, but they're not usually prescribed for ADHD because SSRIs, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors such as fluoxetine, Zoloft, sertraline, there's so many. They are not there to help with executive functioning. They work on serotonin. So serotonin is your feel-good hormone. So selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, so they allow more serotonin to flow through your brain so they can reduce anxiety and depression because you have more feel-good hormones, but that's not necessarily going to help with your problems with focus and concentration. Back to stimulants. Stimulants are the most common type of prescribed meds for ADHD. Despite the name, stimulants don't increase your stimulation. They actually work by increasing levels of dopamine and norepinephrine in the brain. We know these neurotransmitters play important roles in your ability to pay attention, to think, and to stay motivated. And studies have found 80% of children with ADHD have fewer symptoms after finding the correct dosage and medication. Now, Stimulants are a Schedule 8 drug, which means they are tricky. Doctors need a letter of delegation to be able to prescribe them, and that usually will come from a psychiatrist. So a psychiatrist will assess, diagnose, and then give you that prescription, and your doctor, with permission, will be able to manage that ongoingly. This is because stimulants are considered controlled substances, which means they have the potential to be improperly used and can cause substance use disorders. However, what's funny is people who aren't properly medicated with stimulants usually have addictions to methamphetamines. However, under proper care, stimulant medication is safe. And what we've found is people don't really tend to get addicted to them in many cases. And when they're actually properly medicated, they're less likely to self-medicate with other uh, drugs. Now, Before you go on stimulants, you may be asked to do certain tests such as an electrocardiogram to avoid any complications. If you've got a heart issue, not recommended if you do have a heart issue. So it's important to make sure that you don't have any medical problems that prevent you from taking stimulants. Now, there are two forms of stimulants. You've got immediate release known as short acting and extended release known as long acting Now, the short-acting, you can take these as needed. Some people may take three a day every couple of hours. They last generally up to four hours. And sometimes people with ADHD will report what's known as the crash or the rebound effect. And this is where people experience a sharp decrease in energy level and it can cause severe hunger, which is interesting because many people experience suppressed appetite with stimulants. And some people say an, a, a drop in their mood or depression. And this just could be if you feel an energy crash, that can affect your mood. I know when I'm feeling low in energy, that affects my mood. And then I start to overthink it. Why am I so tired? Why do I feel this way? I can't get anything done. It just depends on what your needs are, whether you'd get short acting or long acting. Now, the long acting ones, usually you take them in the morning once a day. If you take them too late in the day, they can keep you up all night or early into the night and these last six to eight hours and some can last up to 16 hours again this may vary for everyone I've done videos on this and people will say oh mine doesn't last that long 
Long-acting ADHD meds may result in fewer ups and downs and it's easier for people to remember, like, gosh, you're trying to expect someone with ADHD to remember taking their medication three times a day. That is wishful thinking. So this one can be good to help people who may forget to take it in the morning. Now, just to take this one step further, if you're interested, most stimulants fall into two drug classes, methylphenidates or amphetamines. There's a lot of similarities. It just really depends on what the ingredients are used. But yeah, I'm not a pharmacist, so I won't go into that. You don't really need to know about that. What's important is finding one that works for you. Now, the next type of ADHD meds are called non-stimulants. And again, these are prescription medications, but they're not controlled substances like stimulants. Again, this will vary where you are from. Non-stimulants are usually prescribed to people who've had an addiction history or a drug history or alcoholism because they're less likely to be improperly used or people to become dependent on them. Now, these ones work just by increasing uh, the levels of norepinephrine on the brain and they can take a little longer to start working than stimulants. So you may not feel the full effects of non-stimulants until you've been taking them regularly for three to four weeks, but they can they work. They increase your attention, their focus, their impulsivity, and they can work for up to 24 hours. If you're finding stimulants are not working, if you have intolerable side effects to stimulants, some people can't stand the side effects, you might be prescribed non-stimulants. So it's important to just speak to your psychiatrist and see what's best for you. Now, the antidepressants, I did talk about this before. There's no specific antidepressants that are for ADHD specifically. So sometimes they might be prescribed alone or in combination with a stimulant for ADHD treatment. The antidepressants typically prescribed for ADHD work on the dopamine and not epinephrine, whereas antidepressants only work on the serotonin levels in your brain. And we know that they're not that effective for treating the main symptoms of ADHD, but they can be effective for treating the other stuff, such as anxiety or depression. So it's important just to find what is right for you. I think it's really good if you're starting on your journey to note down your symptoms, note down how you're feeling, and just be aware of it because there are some risks, there are some potential side effects. So let's go through them. Now, the side effects are typically mild and don't last long. Again, this might vary for people and they may resolve after a few weeks. Now, decreased appetite is the first one. As we know, stimulants can decrease your appetite and it affects about 80% of people who have this, especially for women who are struggling with eating disorders. This can be extra problematic because they may not eat, which means they might binge eat later but it also can help people with binge eating as well. It just depends on what happens. You might have unintended weight loss from taking the medication because you might miss snacks or you might miss meals. So you want to make sure when you're on this medication, you have to continue to eat regularly. Difficulty sleeping. So if you take it late at night, you might have a poor quality of sleep. So the timing of when you take medication is really important and you want to try to take it the same time each day. Also, anxiety. Some people report feeling more anxiety from their medication. 
Some people say they get an upset stomach, changes in fatigue. It just really depends. Changes in blood pressure. Again, if you notice any symptoms or side effects, it's really important that you speak to someone. Now, many people say, do I need to take medication to control ADHD or can I control it without them? Medications are the first line of treatment with ADHD. It's like saying to someone who needs glasses, just squint. Just try squinting first and if that doesn't work out, then we'll try medication. So I always encourage people to explore what are your thoughts and beliefs around medication? Initially, people will say, oh, well, my mother said I'm weak you know, for medication, if I shouldn't need it, I should be able to be strong and control it on my own. But you've got to just really examine what is this belief costing you? What are you getting out of not trying? And I always say to people, give it a go. And if you absolutely hate it, you can stop taking it. It's not like an antidepressant you need to take every single day. Stimulant medication, you can take it when you need it and not take it on the days you don't need it. So that is the difference. But again, this is not individual advice. Always speak to a professional. The next question is, how long do I have to take medication? And again, this is an individual choice. It's not like an antibiotic that you take for a round or a certain period of time or to treat a bacterial infection. You have to keep taking it. Again, with the glasses, you don't just say, okay, I don't need glasses anymore. So it just depends on how long forever. You can have days where you don't take it, but yeah, it's not designed to have a course, etc. Children and adults have the same types of meds, but the doses will be different. You cannot buy it over the counter. It has to come from a psychiatrist. You have to have the diagnosis and there is a process to getting it. So in summary, I hope this episode has shed some light on ADHD medication and the different types. Again, I'm not a pharmacist, but I have done pharmacology subjects. So I'm a bit aware of it. And just through speaking to people and working with people who have ADHD over the past eight years has taught me a lot about it. And I think experience always such a great teacher. If you like this, please let me know. Don't forget to rate, to review. Let me know on Instagram. Thanks for listening to my little rant. This is a reminder that everyone gets triggered. Everyone experiences moments where they weren't at their finest and they might say or do the wrong thing. So know that you're not perfect. What's important is you recognize it and give yourself what you need in the moment. Thank you so much for being here. I'm truly grateful to have this platform. I do apologize. This episode is late and I hope you have the best week ahead. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I am truly grateful for you being here. If you got something out of today's show, please take a moment to leave a rating or review. To access more resources or support, check out the show notes below. See you next time. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.